Hello, and welcome to Cannibalizing the Canon, episode 28, The Drow, A Closer Look. I am one of your hosts today, V slash fella slash Rin slash three dogs in a trench coat, woof woof woof. <laughs> and I'm Glaive slash Danny slash Odin who eternally hungers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still enjoy the fact that you can see me smiling with like, yeah, you're doing the ASMR voice again. <laughs> Genuinely? Okay, I started doing the intro and I was like, I'm doing the ASMR bit again, aren't I? And I can just out the corner of my eyes see you smirking and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the ASMR bit. This is fine. It's an important part. It's like, it's it's one of the two outcomes. It's either, welcome to Cannibalizing the Cannon, or, <gasps> welcome! <laughs> Look, okay, I this is going to be quite high energy for me. Like when we get into the subject matter, I need to start off. Oh yeah, tough. ramp up. Yeah, like, so, build up that energy, like go to. Um, for those of you who are un- blissfully unaware, I have some thoughts on the drow. Just one or two. Just a few. Um, and in fairness, from the notes that I've written, and and for those, like, we do we do write notes for our episodes. We um, do. I am famously quite sparse in the notes department. Um, I tend am to just... I not? <laughs> you no, you you quite regularly churn out three pages of notes, but okay. But um, I feel like I I'm not. cheating with font size. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not. I don't. I don't write many notes. I just kind of wing it. And I think I'll be real. I think that comes across in my presentation a lot of the time, and I'm okay with that. However, we're on two and a half pages of notes, and I had to cut some of that down. <laughs> So tune in for part two, Drow, a closer look. <laughs> uh, the Drow, an even closer look. Um, but no, I. in fairness, a lot of these notes are, are, are based on the history of, of where the Drow have been and where they're going. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about what has worked in the past, what hasn't worked, and what we would like to see in the future from Wizards. Hell yeah. So... Let's start with the least brief history I have ever written when I say the, the words brief history. Um, A brief concept- history of time. Yeah, right, honestly. <laughs> straight up. We, we go straight back to uh, when the universe was created. Um, no. So the name and the concept of Dark Elves has been around in folklore for fucking forever. Straight up. Like, there's always been some kind of mythos surrounding, um, like, literally dark elves, but also kind of like a darker aspect to mythology. That's half of what kind of folklore mythology is, is just kind of like, hey, this shit's going to fuck you up if you step out of line. Um, But the name Drow specifically has origins in the Shetland Isles. Um, It is thought to be related to the word Trow, which is another name for troll. Um, it's one of those complex, messy, glorious situations in, in the mythology and D&D crossover discussion, um, of which there's su- a surprising amount, and boy howdy, that's a rabbit hole I'm only just gonna, like, poke my head into and not go down because of- gonna do a drive-by, just, like- Straight just, up. <laughs> like, if you look to your left, you'll see the clusterfuck of Gary Gygax's <laughs> etymology. <laughs> mm. 100%. Um, and, and, a, a, this kind of, um- <clears throat> This this became a bit of an issue because Gary Gygax uh, uh, went on record and basically said, "Yeah, I made everything up about the Drow," and a lot of kind of like folklore and mythology historians went, "You fucking what, mate?" Because <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, <laughs> um, excuse, um, because I, that's, that's not really how this works. And and honestly, we will never know the truth because we cannot, you know, know what was in front of Gary Gygax when I he was creating point out. these. Just to clarify, we'll never know the truth whether or not he came up with the name Drow originally by himself. Because there's coincidences happen all the time. Mm. That is not Mm. outside the realm of possibility that he came up with a very similar word that can be connected to folklore and such. Because human's gonna human. Uh, Oh, he, he never specifically said he created the word Drow. Okay. I should point out he he knows he knows that the word drow exists because he found it in a in a in a dictionary and right. it had no bearing or relation on what drow are and I don't know what this dictionary is and it sounds like fucking bullshit to me but but he found it in a book and liked the word because it was unusual 
mm-hmm. and was kind of like nothing else that he had to do with elves previously. Well, then that just completely froze it out in the water in terms of like, uh, if it was a case of, oh, I made up the name, then it's like, all right, yeah, that could be a coincidence. But making up like the entire how they are as a society and culture and all that and, and trying to be like, yeah, I made all of that. That's a bit more like, yeah. Did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure you did, bud. Like, is that a thing you did? Like, even Tolkien took names from Norse mythology. Gandalf's a dwarf originally, <laughs> which is a uh, strange image. Which is a wild image if you think about it for too long. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so we'll we'll never know the truth. But honestly, um, we we've been done new. Um, <laughs> we 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 do know though. So the drow were created by Gary Gygax uh, for the very first edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the only mention they got in any any written kind of like books or any of the, the paraphernalia was a small entry in the monster manual. They weren't a playable race. They were just mentioned in the monster manual. And literally the only thing that was written was the dark elves or drow are only legend. And that was it! But I like... Okay, yeah. I understand that that's, like, bullshit. <laughs> you can't say, oh, yeah, no, I came up with this shit. And and then not write any of it down, bud. Like, fuck I you. do like the energy of and dare be dragons kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's a little bit a dare be dragons deal. And I'm okay with that. But also, like, you, you, can't, you, you know. can't have your cake and eat it too. You yeah, can't be exactly. like, I made this. and I, No, you didn't. You fucking wrote a sentence. Didn't, though, like, did you? Yeah, really? there's stories say that there's this thing that I didn't elaborate on whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and it's and that's the thing. It's not even like stories say this. It's literally like, we're not even going to tell you the stories. We're not. The, there you, are legends. There are legends. We don't know what those legends are. We're illiterate. But, you know, there are legends. You know, and it's like, well, what's the fucking point in including them then? Just leave them out and include them when you're ready to include like, them into the world. So here's the thing, though, because, and this is complete talking out of my ass right now, but I imagine the reason why Drow exists to Gary Gygax is because he wanted players to be able to fight the elves, but he needed a reason why they would fight elves. And, but no, elves are good and noble creatures. Like, no. I know what to do, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna deep dive on that shit. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, for for a long time, they were just they just they existed in legend, and we didn't know anything about them, and we never saw them. And sure, okay, that's how we're dealing. In one of the Greyhawk modules, now for those who don't know, Greyhawk is one of the many many D and D settings that were available at the time. Um, there's also Forgotten Realms, which is probably the most popular one that Wizards of the Coast have kind of made all of their money from. Um, there's also stuff like Eberron, which does include drow, but they are drow that do not have Loth in their backstory. That's something that I would like to talk about one day, but I do not know enough about the setting to be able to do that. Um, I like Eberron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big Eberron fan. For reasons other than this, I should point out. Um, Oh, yeah, no, but like, you know, Warforged. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warforged. That's where where Warforged come from. Well, Um, it's surprising. Danny likes a sci-fi thing that's in a D&D setting. Whoa. My God. (laughs) Next, you'll be saying you like Spelljammer. Don't. Don't even open that can of worms, V. We both know we don't want to go down there right now. Anyway, Drow. Anyway, so so, uh, what they used to do is they would release um, individual parts of a story and then collate them into modules. Um, Sort of like uh, how uh, the Adventurers Guild, is it? Yeah, the Adventurers Guild works. It will release parts of the story that you can play and then it will string them all together, and sometimes that'll turn into a book. For those day. of you who don't know what the Adventurers Guild is, it's basically uh, Wizards of the Coast, creators of Dungeons and Dragons, release these adventurers, literal written up adventures that anyone can pick up and play. But it's like there's a certain aspect of like esportsness about it, which is hilarious to me. Where it's like, all right, you guys have to get through this dungeon in so much time, and the fastest one is the best one. Like, 
Guys, it's Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing pretend. I don't, I'm not, I'm not like shitting on it or anything. Like you do you, you have your own fun. But I find it funny and silly. That's like competitive Dungeons and Dragons is a thing that exists. <laughs> essentially, yeah, essentially Adventure's Guild is, that, that's going to be a whole, I think that could, we could talk about that for quite a while. So, sure. but, yeah, Adventure's Guild is a thing that exists. And it similarly, it releases parts of a story. You play this part first, and then you play the next part, and then you play the next part, and you you go on and so forth. And they used to do that just with standard stories and then put them all together and release them as modules. Um, and there was one about giants, <clears throat> very giant heavy story that was in three, it ended up being three modules altogether, I think. Um, and the first module gets literally the drag at one mention, and it is a letter uh, promising the giants uh, the full might of the drow at their disposal. And it is signed by the first named drow, Eclavdra. She was a, a priestess of Lolth. Um, and she features in the story much later on, and you end up going down into the Underdark, meeting Lord of Drow, um, coming across the Egg of Lolth, fighting Lolth, that happens, and then having to go further into the kind of the belly of the beast, and then fight Lolf again. I like because the idea, I like the idea that sure. the egg of Lolf is just one of those hollow chocolate Easter eggs. <laughs> she's a Kinder egg. Yeah, she's a Kinder egg. <laughs> she's a Kinder egg, but you don't want to open the surprise. <laughs> no, not at all. Bad no, idea. Please, no, thank you. No bad, bad times. Um, we'll come back to Lolf in a hot second. Um, but yes, this priestess of Lolf. Um, she was later described. So uh, Gary Gygax wrote a series of books based on on, on the Greyhawk worlds, um, very much uh, typical of the style of '80s fantasy novels written by a particular demographic. Um, in in which the 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 female character Eclavdra was described as, and I'm going to read this. And I'm going to, I'm just, we're not going to have this conversation, but you all know what I'm thinking. <clears throat> Eclavdra was described as incredibly beautiful, with jet black skin, violet eyes, perfect breasts, and silvery or snow white hair. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things doesn't belong. I would argue that there's a couple of things in there that don't belong, but... Uh, but um, one specific thing is like, dude, what the much fuck? So. Very much so. I, and again, it is a it is a product of its time because at that time, that was a lot of kind of fantasy novels had those kind of descriptions of female characters and yeah. that how it be. You know what that is? That's aphobic. It's awful <laughs> as well, but it's also aphobic. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, a primarily you? awful. I want to point out, <laughs> <laughs> but also, how dare you? Um, how dare you? Would Would it have been a better description if they had described Eclavdra as incredibly beautiful with jet black skin, violet eyes, a plate of garlic bread, and silvery or snow white hair? You see, I mean, that's better already. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. I'm just saying. She anyway, has garlic bread. She probably wants to share, <laughs> right? You'd hope so. Anyway, um, she was a genuinely uh, a very like a, a lot of the Greyhawk stories and and the Gord the Rogue series kind of explored it a little bit. Um, this was where we kind of got our first understanding of the Drow and the culture of the Drow. And I do. I sorry. Before we keep going, I do want to like just. <laughs> I want to read another quote. Okay, that's like in reflection of what the problem with that is, and it is by. Um, a fundamental core GM canon author of this entire podcast uh, that me and V will fucking scream off the top of the hills. Like if we had to pick one person to be like that, that's, that's the guy. That's the guy you should read. That's the guy you should take inspiration from Terry motherfucking Pratchett. That's actually like <laughs> legally his middle name as well. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no. Right. Also, uh, right. excuse you. That is Sir Terry motherfucking Sir Pratchett. Terry to you. Pratchett. Uh, but like he has a quote in the second book <laughs> <laughs> that he wrote of the Discworld series where it goes as follows. Now, there is a tendency at a point like this to look over one's shoulder at the cover artist 
and started going on at length about leather, thigh boots, and naked blades. Words like full, round, and even pert creep into the narrative until the writer has to go and have a cold shower and lie down. <laughs> Which is all rather silly, because any woman setting out to make a living by the sword isn't about to go around looking like something off the cover of the more advanced kind of lingerie catalog for the specialized buyer. Oh well, alright. The point that must be made is that although Harena the henna-haired Haridan would look quite stunning after a good bath, a heavy-duty manicure, and the pick of the leather racks in Wuhan Ling's Oriental Exotica and Martial Aids on Hero Street, she was currently quite sensibly dressed in light chainmail, soft boots, and a short sword. Alright, maybe the boots were leather, but not black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I feel like just like the BBC, we need to like balance out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am forever sad. I'm forever sad that he's passed away. Like yeah. genuinely, the, the writing world is never going to be the same for it. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I could, be, I sorry, could... Pratchett episode. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I I could go on about the eighties fantasy novels, but let's let's not let's, let's continue. Not. Let's on. focus. Let's, let's not focus. tangent. Although the leading into this, um, a big contributor to the 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 kind of the fame of the drought and what made the drought interesting to people and what made them want to understand more and play more. Has to we have to give credit to a man called R. A. Salvatore, yeah. who wrote a series of novels about one drow in particular, Dritzt de Werden, the drow who booked the trend of the evil race and became a hero. He's not like the others. He's not. He's not like the others. He's special. Um, and 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 bless him, Drizzt gets carted out whenever the franchise needs a boost. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. I love um, the idea of wizards who like, ah, things aren't going so well. Where's Driz in the closet? Go bring him out here. Yeah, get, ah! him, get him out here. <laughs> Wheel him out. Um, and this was in the Forgotten Realm setting, which is the, the setting that most people are now more familiar with. It's the kind of the traditional Wizards of the Coast setting. Um, but the, the, the kind of the mechanics of drought tend to stay the same across most settings, with the exception of Eberron not having wealth involved. Speaking as someone who has read the first Drizzt prequel trilogy, uh, how, like, the whole context of Drizzt from birth to growing up being trained in uh, Mesobazurin, however you fucking say it. Uh, right. The city of the right. drow. I just uh, which is, it Menzo for sure. I will yeah, say, friends, the, the, the drow cities are difficult to say first time round. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the Dark Elves live in the Underdark, which is basically a very, very deep underground. Much deeper than you think. You think deep, think deeper. That's what the Underdark is. It's, um, it's, super, it's super under there. Yeah. It's like when you say under, they mean really fucking under. And Menzo is basically quote unquote capital city of the drow. Yes. Yes. We'll Correct. get to more information on that in a sec. <laughs> but uh but yeah, the 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 Homeland trilogy is about Drizzt growing up in this culture and grow up. I will say that trilogy is a, a bit more nuanced when it comes to characterizing the drow. It isn't just all of these people are evil. There is a lot of juicy, like, yeah, there's evil characters here, and they're hilarious because they're just stupid. One drow just has his face melted off, and he's, like, a uh, academic person, and he's like, yes, I will train Driz, but then I will stab him and get my revenge. Like, all right, bud. Okay, you 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 do what you gotta do to get up in the morning. That feels a little bit Dread Pirate Roberts. Like, I know, right? Sleep well. Okay, I'm almost likely to kill you in the morning. Like it's that energy. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, and then, like, even I believe uh, Driz's dad is also a good drow. Funnily enough, mm -hmm. uh, but he gets killed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's just oh. dead early on. Just, just, just throw that spoiler out there, why don't you? I know, for right? For the book that's been out forever, how dare you? I know. You? <laughs> wow. Whoa. 
Um, but even like, I I do recommend that series book. Ari Salvatore is like, it's got a lot to be like. Yes, he used some good things, but there are also some things that are a bit like. Eh. <laughs> Look, okay, I am not gonna sit here and shit on Ari Salvatore. Yeah, I'm not. We owe a lot of the drown law that we have to the way that he has fully fleshed out and characterized his book settings. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, and I am grateful for that. However, there's some glaring issues, and I think that's that's it's okay to say that. Yeah, of course. So, R.A. Salvatore, I'm only going to shit on you slightly, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just a little bit. You're you're all right, but you're okay, you made mistakes. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the Drow are a subrace of elves, in case that wasn't clear so far. Um, characterized by their darker skin, talent for cruelty, and tendency to dwell far beneath the earth in the Underdark. They are known for mercilessly murdering and enslaving anyone they encounter, as well as being wholeheartedly devoted to worshipping the evil spider goddess Lolth. Their society is a gender-based class system. Women are considered superior, and it is rare that the men achieve greatness in the eyes of Lolth. And many drow benefit from the rule of Lolth support, if not directly supporting Lolth themselves, which I think is a key thing to remember. You don't necessarily have to support Lolth as a drow, but you probably benefit from that. 100%. That is a, you know? that is an integral plot point to the, the, the Homeland trilogy, where every now and again, someone will upset Lolth, and it's like, oh no... I done made a mistake. <laughs> Things are going wrong. <laughs> I the idea that you, you do you do something to piss off a god, and you just go, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh dear. I mean, shout out to Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I know it's different from once. My housemate, uh, he they, they played uh, a drow who, bit more of a comedy character, stepped on a spider once and got exiled for it. <laughs> And I love like, that. I fucked up. I stepped on a spider and oh, lost the spider queen. So, right, <laughs> um, they eventually became a playable race in Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition. Um, the emphasis has always been on the concept that either you are evil, or you are the exception, and you are special, and you are rare, and you are unique. Um, and in fifth edition, the most recent edition that we all we all know and love, um, here's what they had to say: Were it not for one renowned exception, the race of Drow would be universally reviled. To most, they are a race of demon-worshipping marauders dwelling in the subterranean depths of the Underdark, emerging only on the blackest nights to pillage and slaughter the surface dwellers they despise. Their society is depraved and preoccupied with the favour of Lolth, their spider goddess, who sanctions murder and the extermination of entire families as noble houses vie for position. Yet one drow, at least, broke the mould. In the world of the Forgotten Realms, Driz Doerden, Ranger of the North, has proven his quality as a good-hearted defender of the weak and innocent. Rejecting his heritage and adrift in a world that looks upon him with terror and loathing, Drist is a model for those few drow who follow in his footsteps, trying to find a life apart from the evil society of their underdark homes. Drow grow up believing that surface-dwelling races are inferior, worthless except as slaves. Drow who develop a conscience, or find it necessary to cooperate with members of other races, find it hard to overcome that prejudice, especially when they are so often on the receiving end of hatred. I don't know if you can hear me rolling my eyes, but yeah. I gotta say as well, though, like even within 5e, like 5e is taking Forgotten Realms as the go-to canon. That's what the D&D world is. That's what it is. Yeah. For reference, that is word for word a quote from the player's handbook. Yeah. But even that, like, statement of like, oh, there's only one drought. That's not even true to their own canon. Like, I just mentioned Drizdad <laughs> was the same thing. I want to read out the description of Drizdad. So, <laughs> Zaknathain is his name. Uh-huh. So, in the book, Driz is born in Nenzo Biranzan, that's its full title, as the third son of Matron Malice. Matron Malice is... Oh, wait, Matron Malice is his mom? Yeah, Matron Malice is his mom. Ah, I've heard a lot about Matron Malice today. Yeah, and she's just, not a nice person. did not person. come up. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Matron Malice is the leader of House Dewarden. Uh, 
His father is Zach Nathane, a weapons master who secretly hates drow society and teaches Drizzt's his martial skills as he reinforces Drizzt's innate moral code. So Drizzt is only good, partially, because his dad fucking taught him about like, hey, you know, maybe don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up. Just, just so just you maybe know. maybe don't. Maybe don't be a dick about it, you know? Because here's another important fact that's other information from that series. Every drow clan can only have so many male members. There's a limit. If they breach that limit, they have to kill off the next one along. So when Drizzt was born, he was over the limit. He was about to get killed. But, but, luckily enough for him, he had two older brothers. And one of them killed the other one. (laughs) And he showed up like, yeah, that guy's dead now. Like, oh, Drizzt gets to live. There we go. I'm just imagining them like, like uh, you know, making a big ceremony about like the daggers up in yeah, the air, and no, someone just walks in. Exactly described as just, just a heads up that we've done the num, we've just run the numbers again, and he's good, he's fine. And then that is one hundred percent what it was like. Like he is, I put on my good robes. Um, what am I supposed to do with this dagger? I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Someone find me a goat. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> um, I, in fairness, I will say. In defense of this, and I hate that I'm having to defend this, mm-hmm. but in defense of this, Drid's dad would not be known about to people. Yeah, that's fair. So he couldn't necessarily be an inspiration or a hero or a role model because nobody would know about that. Yeah. I fully believe, I fully believe in, in the realm of Forgotten Realms, the realm of Forgotten Realms, fuck mm-hmm. me, why am I saying the word twice, Um, that... There are good drow, but they have to keep it on the DL to survive. Driss is the only one who's kind of broken that mold and gone, hey, I'm good and I'm going to be fucking out here doing it so that people can see. Yeah. However, as we all know, I don't necessarily agree with this anyway. <laughs> so, um, See, here's the thing that, here's, here's my problem. Here's the thing mm-hmm. that I'm just contesting. Because, like, again, I keep going back to that Homeland trilogy because it's not... Everything outside the Homeland Trilogy, I'm 100% with you and I agree. Yeah, it's messed up. But everything inside is like, yeah, but there's nuance here. There's so much nuance here, but it's just being ignored in the outside world. Yeah, absolutely. But the, but the thing is, they can't... Uh, the, the, that's the thing with, with Dungeons and & Dragons and roleplay in general. Yeah. If they just stuck to the books, it would just be a story. And This is true. Would- you know, they have to be able to kind of pick and choose from it and say, okay, we're going to take these main aspects from it. And because the focus for so long has been drow are inherently evil, that's the bit that they take from it. They they go, you know, and in, and I will say, you know, fifth has been a lot better in, in terms of having a bit of nuance because it specifically says that, you know, drow have come out and been a bit more like Dritzt. Not many, but more are me- happening. Let me read you another passage. (laughs) (laughs) Just to, this is my final point from that series of books. Okay. So, again, talking about Zach Nothane, Drizzt Mm -hmm. Yeah, so not long before reaching his fourth century, Zach Nothane took part in House DeWordon's assault on House DeVere. He took his customary role of assassinating the fifth house's priestesses. He was shocked at the power of Malice's assault, powered by the birth of Drizzt, because she was using the birth as a backup to all the magic, because apparently that's a thing that Drow can do. Uh, During the raid, although Zack relished the opportunity of killing priestesses, he took a moment to mourn the death of the Devere children, wondering if Drow children were born evil. Returning to House Dewarden, following the successful annihilation of House Devere, Zack was pleasantly surprised to find his son still alive, following Dinin's murder of Nalthine in order to become Elder Boy. <laughs> Ten years later, his daughter, Vierna, confided in him that the boy was different and very talented. Meeting Drizzt for the first time, ten years after his birth, Zack was unable to contain a smile when the young drow unknowingly spoke out of turn. Embarrassing Vierna, Malice revealed her intention for Drizzt to study at Sorcery, and replaced Nalfine as House Wizard. 
Jack Nathane, who had little respect for wizards, was unable to convince her to allow Driz to become a fighter instead. Malice snidely remarked that she should have expected nothing less, given the boy's heritage, but Driz missed her point. This is like, you see what I mean? <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Lolth, yeah. just for just for a little context. Um, so Lolth uh, is a bad goddess. Straight up, she's just she's Bad just a, a, a terrible person. Fundamentally, uh, she is half drow, top half, bottom half spider, um, and she is known as the queen of spiders, or the queen of the demon web pits, or that bitch, or the dark mother, the lady of shadows, the lady of chaos. <laughs> Sorry, I just seen just seen Glaive lose it as I said that bitch. Oh, one of her official titles on the Forgotten Realms wiki is Spider Bitch. Love that. I'm here for it. Um yeah, she's 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 bad news. Um she uh used to be a very a, a, a very gentle person. Um uh, a lesson elven goddess of destiny and artisans called Araushni, who was the consort of Karelin, who is top dog when it comes to elven gods. Like yeah. head of the head of the arena, basically. Zeus of elves. Legit. Except slept with a lot less people. Yeah, but like, that's not surprising. Like no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> they so they had uh they had three kids together, but, but no one ever talks about the third kid. Um <laughs> Interestingly, um, they had uh, Veron and um, Elistre. Uh, Elistre, the those who played with me will know I fucking love that that girl. She's my fave. Um, but yeah, she got ambitious. She started to plot against her husband. She she aided Grumsh because you know she thought that was a good idea. Uh, but uh, Sehanine was like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I, I realize, dear listener, there's a lot of names being thrown around right now. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a lot. Basically, long story short, Corellan figures out that his wife is plotting against him and is like, get the fuck out of here and banishes her and all the elves that follow her. Yeah. And they are banished away, like off the surface of the planet and they ha- they are forced underground. And that is where the first drow start. They are They were followers of Lolf they were turned away from Corellan. They're no longer allowed in elf heaven. Don't even get me started on that because I, oh boy, howdy, I got opinions on that. Um, and uh, and she's banished. So she takes her people and she's like, all right, get wrecked. I'm going to change my name to Lolf now. Let's go. <laughs> she conquered the 66th layer of the abyss for herself because that's do. how she do. Yeah. Um, on the and checklist. then... <laughs> and then create it so so the so the pantheon of elven gods is called the Seldarin. Mm-hmm. She created the Dark Seldarin. She decided she was gonna have Real like creative. <laughs> right, <laughs> super creative. Um the funny thing is, no one in the, the Dark Seldarin likes her. But they call themselves that anyway. But like, we're part of a team and we like being part of a team, so we're gonna stick with this, but we don't like you. Um uh, Hi, um, welcome to the the dark celebrant. Uh, there's a sign outside the front that says "No Lolfs." It's like, but but you have a Lolf that no Lolfs. You can have one. <laughs> we got one. We don't need any more. Thanks. Um, she is uh she is capricious. She's constantly changing her mind. There are no hard and fast rules. She's fickle as hell in terms of her favorite favorite and having favorites. Um, she will turn on you without warning. Um, she's technically capable of being kind, but that usually means that you owe her something. I really want to make a stupid joke. Like, sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't, but it like doesn't, hilariously, it's a like, funny joke. It's a um, funny joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she demands obedience, but she admires treachery. Because, you know... Um, I think the cut of your jib. Yeah, basically. Like, if, even if you're, like, a, a, like, a, um, like, treacherous towards her, she's like, 
nice <laughs> but also get your fucking ass back in line like like she admires it for a little bit and then she gets annoyed kind of thing um she admired ambition more than loyalty which is wild um and she's just kind of a dick and no. <laughs> um yeah and 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 both of so so the so the two main kids Mm-hmm. Um, joined her because they didn't have a choice because they too were banished by Gorellan. Yeah. Um, and they joined her in the Dark Seldrin and then Ellis Trey went, you know what, fuck this noise and became the only good quote-unquote drow goddess, quote-unquote. Um, don't even get me started. Uh, her her son decided, no, I'm going to keep doing this. Although he's kind of, he flips and flops whether he's good or bad. Um, the third child that no one ever talks about uh, was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna... Because she didn't look drow at all, so she kind of got away with it. She had passing privilege, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but she's uh, she's a very minor goddess anyway, um, and and because she is... she Her name is Vandria, and she is the goddess of vigilance, grief, and war. And because elves tend to be quite lighthearted in the Forgotten Realms, not that many people worship her as a result. Um, and everyone forgets that she exists a lot of the time. So, yeah, she's she's uh, she's not great. We don't love her, but she has a, an iron-like grip on the drow as it stands. And uh, yeah, and as a result, the 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 power balance in drow society is very much a matriarchy. Mm-hmm. The women are in charge. The men do not get to do shit. There's uh, the fact that there's a curfew on how many men you can have in your family speaks volumes. Um, and they have specific roles like elder boy and wizard. <laughs> El- elder boy is a really bad superhero name. <laughs> you are the elder boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's elder boy. No, I am coming. Where am I? Oh my back. Um. So what? Okay. So from this. From this kind of like quick whistle stop tour of of Drow, what worked out of this? Because it wasn't all bad. Mm-hmm. There's one glaring issue that I have, but there's a lot of things that we can take that are that are pretty interesting to to kind of like look at. For example, the matriarchy as a reflection of the society that we currently live in is yep. an interesting reflection. And I stress reflection because we do not live in a matriarchy. In case you haven't noticed. It is very much a patriarchy. I am not incorrect. Don't fucking at me. Anyway. <laughs> who's, um, who's like contesting that, to be honest? I ju- I, I'm just prepared for if somebody does. Like, I'm in a fighting mood. We're talking about the drow. Come on, I will no, fight the anyway. of, like, We don't live in a patriarchy. Like, um, dude, my dude, could like. <laughs> Look at any position of power and tell me what the fucking balance is in terms of. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, I also love the fact that so, as a playable race, the drow inherently have some some spellcasting options. Whether you are a caster as a class or not, you do have some options to cast some magic because the underdark is full of wonderful amazing magical points of interest and growing up around that kind of like closeness to magic definitely affects a race and and i think it's very well done it's not a unique trait to the drow i mean high elves have innate spellcasting as well i think um but it's yeah. very well done in the drown it's very well flavored and i'd like that um Drist is a good example of a D character yeah i i I could shit on him all day, and I'm not going to, because he is a good example of a D&D character in the sense that he is main character syndrome. We haven't even mentioned Guinevere. <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Guinevere is Drizzt's pet panther. I wouldn't say pet. I would say companion animal. <laughs> Because he's a ranger, it's not a pet. It's 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 a working animal. Sure, but but how much do you know about Guinevere, V? I not a lot. I'll be real. Did you know, for example, that that Guinevere is one of those magical creatures that can go into a statue? Oh, yeah, that's what Guinevere oh, is. He's not even a beastmaster. Are he, you fucking yep. kidding me? It's a magic is he item. Ranger? He is a ranger. 
Are we sure, though? Like He is. Trust me, he is. I'm fully aware he is a ranger. I just feel like, you know, <laughs> this is some fucking bullshit. Okay, I may shit on Druid some more. Um... <laughs> No, he's and like he fully has like he's like if if he had been written here's here's my main beef with Drizzt, and it's not Drizzt really that I have the beef with. It's it's society. Um, <laughs> as per usual, <laughs> as per usual, if Drizzt had been written as a female character, Drizzt would not be universally loved. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. It's because Drizzt is a guy that Drizzt gets away with a lot of the kind of cliches and stereotypes that Drizzt has. But here's 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 me again to walk forward and say that, yeah, I agree with you. 100%, I agree with you. But that is the Drizzt that we have now. That is not the Drizzt that's in the books. Drizzt in the books is not uh, a flawless, like gets everything done correctly character no 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 he messes up i would argue that yeah i would i I agree in that sense that the drist that we have from wizards the one that they cut out when things are looking bad is not the drist from the books no absolutely um but i find like even from the from the point when he when he sees the sun for the first time Mm -hmm. and has to deal with the surface world and having to like go around that which is a hilarious series of events. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Everything is different. Oh, no. <laughs> Mistakes have been made. You're being nice to me? I don't understand this. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a- an excellent example of a D&D character, specifically in the books where, you know, you do have those moments of, oh, fuck, which is critical to any D&D experience, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the Fellowship. Everyone's actually Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> 100%. Um, also, the concept of, of blind faith, not unique to the drow in, in D&D. I mean, look at Paladins, let's be real. But it's interesting to see it, how that affects a whole society. Because mm-hmm. I don't think there is another good example of, other than, you know, like, you know, the cults that you run into to be up. There's no other kind of like indication of, of, of a blind faith taking over and molding a society in the same way that you have in, in Menzo, in um, that other place in the Underdark that I forget the name of. Oh my I, God, can, I can think of one. I'm going to have to hand in my fucking drow card because I genuinely just can't pull these names off the top of my head. I can think of one. Uh, give me a second while I go find it. <laughs> um... Here it is. Let me see. Uh, does this still work? Let's find out. Yes, it does. Oh, they're not called this. This is specifically Nick's. Gauntle Grim. Sorry? Gauntle Grim. That's not what I'm looking for, but okay. That's the place that I, in, that I always forget. Ah, I feel really bad about. right, 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 right. This is what I'm looking for. Kua Tua. I'm sorry. Could could we get that again? Kuo Toa. K U. One more time. T O A. Just like you're saying it. <laughs> Kuo Toa. Um, there are these little fish fellas that uh, you, you know exactly yes, what I'm yes, talking yeah, about. Yes, yes, I know, I know exactly. Yeah, my brain just gone. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yes. I love um, them mostly because the the official art of them is them just kind of like with the most fish expression on their face, but with thumbs up. It's great. I'm <laughs> it's like, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason why Kuwato are relevant to like having a, a, a culture that is so uh, like invested in, in faith and religion is because they literally create gods as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they're an experience to say the least. Um also, the the thing, the other thing that works about the drow, that I guess is okay, um, is that it fulfills that stereotypical idea of you are the outlier of your entire race. You are special. You are important. You are unique. That a lot of people like or mm-hmm. think that they need to be special in a role playing game. I would I would argue that you don't for sure but a lot of people especially as a kind of like a a stepping stone into uh rpgs 
need something like that that's very kind of almost video game-esque in, 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 in its approach. the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, it's, again, main character syndrome. And, and the, the option to have it as a playable race in the description that it is given in the PHB is very much that. You mm. are the special one. <laughs> and I guess that's okay. Sure. What's not right with this, though? Ooh, okay. I will. Okay. Now, in fairness, I'll be real. I have one major objection and one minor objection, and that's all I've written in my notes. But the major objection is a pretty big one. <laughs> I'm just reading it now. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Uh, the major objection is that evil is not genetic. It's not in our DNA to be dicks. We've already done it. We've already covered this in an episode. I'm not going to go into endless detail about this, but morality is not ingrained into our DNA. No. Like, absolutely, you can benefit from a shitty system. Absolutely, you can be influenced by what your parents taught you, what your teachers taught you, what society teaches you, 100%. And you can grow up to be a kind of shitty person as a result. But you are still not evil. Mm -mm. Evil is fucking effort. My dudes, it is hard work to be that much of a cunt. Like, it is so impossibly difficult. Like, you can't just fall into being evil. No, you have to get out of bed first. and, 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 and... <laughs> You have to get out. No, like, that's first on the list. Day, like, day one of being evil, get out of bed. That's mm -hmm. the one. That's why I stay in bed all the time. Because uh, I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't judge us for staying in bed. <laughs> Uh, but no, like the the concept that like drow are inherent, and again, this is the same with 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 orcs, with kobolds, with any race that wizards have done dirty in the past. The concept that they are born bad, that they are born with this inherent evilness about them, that that the the morality alignment table says these guys are dicks. No, sorry, no. That's just fundamentally wrong. And if that's what you're building your world on, then you need to consider your own fucking morality because that's not how this works. There is no single... Say it with me now. <laughs> <laughs> no absolutes? There's no such thing as an absolute. No, no absolutes, though? Oh, my God. Yeah. Seriously, we need more merch with that on. I can't believe we've only got one, one piece of merch with that on. Um... But yeah, that's the main problem. That's the big, the big core problem that they need to fix. Um, is that drow are not inherently evil. That's it. That's all you need to do. That's the only thing you need to fix. No, wait, I take it back. Sunlight sensitivity is fucking dicks. And because you're dungeon bullshit. master and you're controlling your own, you could just ignore it completely. <laughs> absolutely, and I do. But the fact that that's built in really ticks me off because there is no other playable race that has that um that's not true correction <laughs> there are very few races that hey, have that hang on let's be right. honest here like because yeah, 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 right, also right. have sunlight sensitivity do they uh, yeah um this again this is homebrew because i've never had to deal with that <laughs> uh um you, you, i you, guess i guess any race that that is predominantly subterranean would have this issue however again i don't yeah, think sensitivity. Like, Especially if you if you're going with the argument of you are the outlier of your entire race, you are special. To have such a crippling mechanic in the game is just a dick move. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I had a I played a drow shocker, I know, who had been who before I joined the campaign had been away from the underdark, had not lived underground for a good 100, 200 years at that point. But I still had sunlight sensitivity. Cool. Great. Thanks, wizards. <laughs> I did get to use a very cool umbrella, but it did mean that I had to do things one-handed because I was holding this umbrella the whole time. And it can be very limiting. Um, it's either that or roll with disadvantage. And I'm like, mm, I'm good, thanks. The thing is... I roll badly enough as it is. Jeez. <laughs> the stupid thing is that like, the only thing you get in recompense for having sunlight sensitivity is you have slightly better dark vision. Yeah, and honestly, no, no, that's it's not it doesn't come up enough to be worth it, you know? No. Um whereas sunlight sensitivity is an issue like 
eight sessions out of ten. Yeah. Because you're outside in the world, you know. During the day. <laughs> During the day, unless you're doing a, unless you're in a, a, a specifically subterranean situation. I hate you know, being in subterranean situations. <laughs> honestly, subterranean situations are my least favorite situations. Um, but yeah, I, I think as a core trait that you have to have, it's bullshit. And I wish wizards just took it off. Uh, speaking of wizards turning around and saying and retconning things, uh-huh. they have since retconned a few things about the drought that I do have to address. Um, firstly, in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, they retold the story of Corellin and Lolth. I'm not going to read the whole thing out because it's fucking it's 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 word vomit. The the short version is that yes, the elves who supported Loth were still cast into darkness. Mm-hmm. They became dedicated to Loth because they didn't really have anything else, and in for many many centuries were viewed in the multiverse as a people of evil. However, since all elves are descended from Corellin, the Drow have the ability to break free of Loth's influence and turn to. The light within themselves. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm I like real. the idea that Drizzt barged into Mordenkainen's office and was like, dude, what the fuck? What, <laughs> what is this? And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll write up something. It's fine. Rah. Yeah, right. And he came up with this shit. <laughs> he came up with this shit. Like, that's the thing. It just smacks of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a, like, a, yeah, sure. Okay, this is this is, this is is why we have so many good drought. This is why people, you know, play good drought. And it's like, no, no, fuck off. Like, come on. Like, again, it still boils down to, you know, we are evil unless we like have a have a crystallizing moment that makes us good again. And I don't the, buy the into fact that. that Zach Nefane back in fucking the eighties <laughs> was like, I wonder if all Drow are born evil. And the fact that he even can contemplate that mm-hmm. is like did, why were we thinking about that in the eighties and we're still mm-hmm. dealing with this shit now? <laughs> exactly. Um so that so the so to Time of First came out in twenty eighteen. So that was this kind of mini retcon. Again, yeah. not not the main retcon that we're about to do. Mini met, met mini metcon. Yeah. Mini metcon, yeah. Um however, like 20, 2021, I had to check what year it was this year. 2021. In the year of our Lord, 2021. Last year, in May, Whoa. we had an event called ago. the Summer of Dritzt. Yeah, I remember that. Right? This they, was the most you know recent what time they, they brought him out of the closet because they were like, oh, shit. But you know what they did as well? They hired Benedict Cumberbatch to narrate a video for them. Yes. And alongside this video, they released some new lore. This was the this was when it came out. You know, we were discussing when this came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. It came out alongside that video. And they dropped some lore about the drow and we discovered that there's more than one kind of drow. There's more than one city, guys. What? <laughs> what? Um, so, we have the Uda drow. Their Ooh. stronghold is deep within the Underdark in the city of Menzo Baranzan. Nailed it. Hey. Fucking nailed it. Let's go. Uh, this is now specifically labeled as a stronghold of the Cult of Lolth, implying that not all drow out there follow the Queen of Spiders. In fact, they are specifically labeled as a society that has become corrupted by Lolth's teachings. Um, and these are tra- what we've traditionally known as drow in the past generally tend to be Uda drow. I love the idea that there's just this drow that's just fiddling with a spider and just saying, like, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, bud. Okay. Oh, fuck. Now I kind of want a like a, a Joker esque style drow. <laughs> it would be awful. <laughs> it would be awful. All I kind of want to do it. It's for one bad day <laughs> in the celestial sphere of your god. <laughs> and the bam, the whole race, the entire people is just fucked. Oh my god, I love that. Okay. So that's so that's Uda Drow, which is just your regular common or garden drow, right? The drow that we have known up until this point. Um, even as some of their kin followed Lolf down to the Underdark, many drow elves rejected her, remaining true to their innate in- integrity. Mm, don't like the way that's put. <laughs> One band ventured north, vanishing from history behind curtains of snow, aurora, and illusion. They became the Avon Drow 
or Starlight Elves, a highly secretive clan steeped in powerful magic. So that's drow number two, the Avon drow. And the reason that we haven't heard about them is because they very much kept themselves to themselves and avoided everyone. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but if you and this and I should point out this is all in Forgotten Realms because make your own canon, cannibalize some good canon. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you head far enough south, one enters the territory of the Lauren Drow or Green Shadow Elves. Far from the Spider Queen and her terrors, the Lauren Drow draw their wisdom from their environment, the generosity of earth, the mystery of sky, and the complex harmony of forest. So we now have three three flavors of Drow. One of which we been done knew about because that's what we know as drought. And then two who have been hiding from the world because they don't want none of that nonsense. And in fairness, I don't fucking blame them. And I appreciate that this is how wizards have to do it because, you know, we have all this established lore and we don't want to necessarily throw it out. But we do want to introduce other options. So it's kind of like, oh, they've just been hiding this whole time. Um, I don't necessarily agree with some of the descriptive like remaining true to their innate integrity makes me cringe and yeah. die a little bit inside. Uh, but here we are. So yeah, so so there's been a bit of a retcon in terms of like the the the, the history of the drow and where they come, not necessarily where they come from, but like uh, more kind of taking more steps towards they are not inherently bad, which is good, and I like yeah. that, and I'm here for it. What does Wizards still need to do? Publish this. Make it fucking canon. I can't believe I just censored myself then, by the way. I actually Make just literally... fucking canon. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, I've, I've said the C word on this podcast today. But that's the stupid yeah. thing about all oh, that thing we just talked about with those yeah. drow that are hiding away. It's not canon. It has yeah. not been this is properly the thing. published by Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, and I the... know. I know that there are people out there that are like, why does this matter? Why is it important that they have this in an actual book? Why can't players, why can't dungeon masters just accept that as it is and incorporate that in their own? They can. That's all perfectly fine. That's all grand. But the more wizards stick to the tagline of all drow are evil except for Drizzt, the longer it's like it, it's not excusable. It's just like, lads, that we know that that's not how things work. Every dungeon master under the sun, a lot of them anyway, the good ones, <laughs> are always going to like change their own canon to accommodate. And the fact that we have to go ahead and say, hey, no, my orcs aren't evil. <laughs> not all of them. You will find evil orcs, but they're not all evil. You will also find any number of them. Yeah. I think for me, the main, the main thing is, once we see this in canon, this is kind of a showing that... Wizards is committing to being more inclusive and diverse. Yeah, because and we've seen they're making efforts towards that. They, they are, they and they are... Are, like the fact that they've changed races to ancestries is a huge thing. In the of changes itself. they made in Crystal Strad. Yep, the changes they made in Crystal Strad. Tasha's as a whole book is yep. a huge step forward. Um, but yeah, the idea that you know all drow are all on board with being evil with the lone exception of Drist, aka the model minority it's just that concept in itself we all know is shitty it's Justice shitty for Zach Nefane <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the one guy that's going around like no no no, no, no. Zach Nefane <laughs> actually uh, that might be our next t-shirt Justice for Zach Nefane nice. I'm here for it um but the idea that, you know, somebody who has, like, somebody who is black or somebody who has dark skin can look at the drow and say, hey, just because they have black skin does not mean they're evil. And wizards are saying, yeah, let's support that. Let's yeah. say that, like, maybe maybe the race with the darker skin isn't inherently fucking evil. That's a bit fucking dodgy, wizards. What the exactly. fuck? Exactly. <laughs> and and I and I appreciate uh. that they are taking those steps, but make them d d step faster. Step faster. <laughs> um, also, why are the drow French? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. So this is something that that uh, Danny made aware to me because this is not something I've ever come across. But apparently, a lot of DMs tend to make the draw French. It's just a go-to thing. Like it's the same. I find it's the same logic as having the orcs be Cockney English because 
when I start voicing a character like, oh, I'm going to fucking wall you kind of get the idea of a big, burly uh, individual who probably wants to do you violence. And that tends to be an orc more often than it isn't, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, it could also be other things like minotaurs and, and such. It's just that voice has an acquired assumptions about it. Same way with a French accent, you will have assumptions about it like, oh, they're sophisticated. They're um, precise. They they might be a bit haughty and, and posh and be like, I, I see you and I do not understand how you can talk to me like this. I am the drow of the <laughs> Menzo Bazanzan. I imagine all the Z's in Menzo Bazanzan as well as uh, attributed to that. Oui, my name is Drizzt Dorden. <laughs> Je m'appelle Zach Nefain, and I am here. <laughs> you murdered my father. Ashley, no, I am the father in this situation. <laughs> you murdered me. Oh, shit, I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> All Zach, I'm there is a sword in my chest. <laughs> All I'm imagining now is like, your father was a hamster, and your mother smelled of elderberry wine. I, I don't know. I, I love wine. I love wine. It's delicious. Would you like um, to it? <laughs> uh, another thing. I apologize to our French listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we're so sorry. We're so we're, we I love. Say, we yeah, we love France. Garlic bread's are the best. <laughs> oh I'm gonna get kicked out of the world. Um, another thing. Will they still suffer from sunlight sensitivity? I imagine the Avon Drow and the Lauren Drow wouldn't. They fucking shouldn't. I love the idea of like. <laughs> Some idiot caster coming across the Lauren Draw and the Avon Draw like, I cast sunlight! And then they're just standing there like, I don't, what the fuck, guy? What? No, no, no. I'm not no, a vampire. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Avon Draw being like, what the fuck are you doing? The Lauren Draw going, oh, thank you, my crops, they needed this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing to my people, kind of thing. Um, my other big question is, will we get any canon Drow who aren't Drizzt? Now, I will say there are a few of them that do exist. Outside of the books. Outside there of the, the fantasy that's, books. There, there's the rub. That's, that's the, 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 the thing you need to clarify. Because Outside of the fact, because like realistically, yes, there are Forgotten Realms books. Yes, there are Greyhill books. Yes, there are all these great fantasy books written by amazing authors, blah, 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 blah. But they are not part of the Wizards D&D canon. Some of them are. You know who is? Who is in a book that was also in those books? Uh, Jarl Axel. Oh, that guy we've been talking about a lot today. Yes. <laughs> to the podcast, just, you know who Jarl Axel is? <laughs> because I just copped on and remembered who Jarl Axel was. <laughs> Hilariously, Jarl Axel is a drow. He's in, um, Dragon Heist. Is he? Yes. He's the drow with the fancy hat. I've never played Dragon Heist. You should point this out. Um, but he's the drow with the fancy hat. He looks like a pirate, and he has an eye patch and all that. What an absolute lad. I love him already. Um, and he is a complicated character who is not just automatically evil. He is much more of a scoundrel. It's almost as if. It's yeah. almost as if drow are not inherently evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We're getting there. We're getting with there. With Jarl Axel, he appears in the Homeland trilogy. He's just <laughs> there. But anytime he shows up, all the other drow don't want anything to do with him. They're like, Funny what that. the fuck is this guy about? Why is he here? What the <laughs> hell? And he's like, bitches, I am here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute lad. I love him. Um, and lastly, before I let you all run away from this absolute, just, just me ranting about drow situation, um, a reminder. Your table is your table. You can take what you want from wizards and you can leave what you don't want. So if you don't want so sunlight sensitivity to be an issue at your table, don't bring it to the table. If you don't want the drow to be subterranean, they don't have to be. If you don't want your drow to be evil, they fucking don't have to be. Don't do it. Just don't do it. There's no reason to. Nothing is inherently evil. Morality is not genetic. Anyway. Buy gold. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you, uh, do as you want at your table. As long as you are having fun, it is not the incorrect answer. And yeah, no one's fun is wrong as long as no one's like anyone else's fun. Exactly. 
Exactly. And once again, there are no absolutes. The drow on my table are going to be vastly different to the drow at Danny's table, for example. Yeah, mine are going to be obnoxiously French. <laughs> <laughs> mine are not, surprisingly, because this is something I only learned recently. Although I'm now going to have one one French drow mm-hmm. just for you. Cool. Great. <laughs> Maybe you just spit about Jarlaxle. <laughs> In 1018 DR, I don't know what DR means, Jarlaxle got to know Zachnafane de Worden. <laughs> Later, the father of Driz de Worden, they became close friends in time, but he eventually betrayed Zachnafane in undisclosed circumstances and still felt guilty over it many years later. The fact that he can feel guilt is good enough to show, like... Good. Yeah. He's not a complete dick. He felt bad for doing it. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, uh, I don't know what DR stands for either. I'll be real. Um, let me see. Oh, Dale Reckoning. Yeah, there it is. But that's um, not important. Anyway. It's not important. Anyway, um, that's it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sufficiently ranted out about Drow for now. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll probably come back to this at some point because probably. that's real. This Do you have questions about Drow audience? Do you want to, to us to rant about a different ancestry or thing? We will. We will. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fucking will. Trust. Um, send emails if you so wish to cannibalizingthecanon at gmail.com. That is cannibalizing with a Z. You can also tweet us at cannibalcanon. It did it this time. And <laughs> uh, did, uh, all of these things can be found. And we also have a Discord um, that, yeah, that's a thing as well. Yeah, we well, we, we have a, we have the corner of a Discord, let's we be real. We have a corner of a Discord. But one day we'll have a full Discord, I imagine, maybe. I hope so, one day. Got, um, you know how many active listeners we have, V? I do not. We have 22. Active oh my god, listeners. really? We have a consistent <laughs> 22 people listening to us every episode. Hello, and 22 people. All those 22 people, we appreciate you. We really do. We love to hear from you. So if you want to tweet us or email us, you're very likely to get... <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if you've ever looked at a podcast and gone, man, they'll never read out my thing, we fucking will. Yeah. Try us. Mm-hmm. Um... Unless it's racial stuff, and then I'll be like, Mm-mm, no, 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 don't no, be no, a dick. No, no. But you can find all the links, including merch, in uh, our beacon link below. Correct. Uh, beyond that. That's it. That's all I've been Glaive slash Danny slash Odin beating the crap out of Lolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've been V slash Vela slash Rin slash... Three dogs who are getting a little bit lost in the Underdark and possibly eating some questionable mushrooms. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. (laughs) Um, And this has been episode 28 of Cannibalizing the Cannon. Bye. Bye.